Hello there. You know what I've come for. This is the way. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. to the pod awakens the road to the book of boba fett my name is jordan Wigand, and with me today is jedi master brandon, brandon blevins brangon blevins <laughs> yes brangon blevins how are you doing today i'm pretty good man good how are you here. i heard uh you saw the ghostbusters film you really I liked did. it yeah i did yeah ghostbusters nice. afterlife yeah i thought it was uh a fun movie with lots of heart is how i describe describe it so um and the cast is really good like the you can never go wrong really with good, good casting a lot yeah. of heart you know i mean yeah, two carrie good combos carrie coon paul rudd finn wolfhard and uh mckenna grace all really and then obviously you have the original cast yeah they do come back in yep. times yeah so you can never go wrong with some dan Aykroyd and uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Bill Murray. Obviously, Harold Ramis can't return, but it's mm. definitely in his. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I haven't seen it, but I have heard a thing or two, and uh, yeah. that was interesting. I wanted to kind of put you on the spot, and I think I did. <laughs> yeah, not to spoil anything for the listeners, you know, all yep. seven of them. Um, <laughs> but. I would say go see it if uh, if you are a fan, or you know if you're not a fan, or if you're worried about it, yeah, definitely wait till streaming or something. I'm sure it'll come to like uh, what Sony has a deal with Stars, I think. So I'd probably go to Stars, or maybe it'd go to Amazon. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Netflix. Soon enough, you can just get it on Blu-ray, get the physical copy with all those commentaries and watch the features. music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be like one commentary. It'll have Bill Murray, and he'll <laughs> yeah, say like, "You cannot man, pay Bill Murray." I, hate I hated filming this Bill scene. Murray to do a commentary. Yeah, I don't think anymore. I think the only way you could do it is if you made a new one for Groundhog's Day. That would probably be his one weakness. If Did I he ever story. do commentaries? I don't think he would. I don't, I don't think know. so either. I yeah, I don't think so. Uh, he, he may have done. He may have done one for the original Ghostbusters. Now that I'm really thinking about it, I used to religiously watch that film. I don't know. And they they did not get along at that point. I don't know. Like I, they yeah. would have done a DVD. You know. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, he is. Um. It was in that dual pack where it was a very yes, slim one casing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that as well. Yeah. But I yep. also bought the Blu-ray of Ghostbusters. I need. I need Ghostbusters too, I guess, um, as well. I don't. I have that just on DVD. I do think he did at least something for it. <laughs> I could yeah. be wrong. I mean, you cannot pay him Let's to hope. pretty much <laughs> do anything related to anything he's ever done. Like he's like, oh, he's no. a real stingy one. I'll yeah. admit that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but we're not here to talk about Ghostbusters. We're here to talk about the road to the Book of Boba <laughs> Fett. We're here to talk uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the animated series. 
um, that actually just ended this year, uh, this year, right, or last year, technically, uh, when they did the revival on Disney Plus for the season. Um, and uh, we're talking season two, episode 20, episode 21, episode 22, and season four, episode 15, and episode 20. So, um, so just, I'll start it off. Yeah, I was gonna say just general thoughts because you, you did not. Did you watch the show growing up at all, or uh, maybe the first no, season I didn't. or two? Or no? I okay. originally watched the original. Yeah, yeah. the Glenda. Uh, yeah, the two D version of the show, the, the Gendy, Clone Wars. Yeah, the Gendy yeah. Wars. and I used to love that. I thought it was great. It was interesting seeing the plot lines that were in between the films. So I always thought that was super interesting. And now they kind of adapted, I guess, that same format to the 3D animation show. And honestly, in my opinion, the plot lines are just as good. Uh, the animation obviously is taking it up a bar. Mm -hmm. It's not fantastic. It's not um, uh, pushing like brown graking or uh, ground graking. <laughs> Groundbreaking, uh, <laughs> groundbreaking animation. It's not like something you've ever seen before, uh, something like that. But I do think the plot holds up on most episodes. So it's always interesting to see how they take the characters and uh, use them in these new ways. Like uh, there's a few episodes that use uh, Kiati Mundi, I believe. Mm -hmm. And kit fisto and things like that and they kind of use side characters and make them the star of an individual episode which is very interesting and uh it definitely adapts those characters in new ways so yeah i think um you know this for, for people that don't know this was a real passion project for george lucas he uh i mean he really funded every single one of these episodes by himself he did not have like a uh you know it, there was no disney behind him at this point you know there was no anything behind him he was funding it directly with his own money and some of these episodes cost more than a million dollars an episode um and uh you know he started making this before he even had a network i believe and then cartoon network got it um cartoon network broadcast it for a bit when Disney, of course, bought uh, Lucasfilm, they uh, they canceled the show because I don't think they wanted they didn't want a Star Wars product on a rival network. Uh, I think is the reason for it, you know, because Clone Wars was on Cartoon Network, so it'd be like having at that point Mickey Mouse on uh, Nickelodeon <laughs> on Nickelodeon yeah. or something. So I I, I can understand Nickelodeon as they may say. Yeah, I can Nickelodeon. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand their their logic for it, but. It, <laughs> It really upset a lot of fans, and then you know they started making uh, Star Wars Rebels for Disney XD, and you know uh, Dave Filoni, who you know worked closely with George on the Clone Wars, also did Rebels, and he uh, got to tie up some of those character arcs there that he didn't get to do on Clone Wars. And then, of course, with all the fans asking for more Clone Wars, we got to the point where Disney was launching Disney Plus, and they're saying. Hey, you get like another, I think it was like 13 episodes, like this, this last season that you get to, uh, to do on there. And, and let me tell you, the animation in season seven is really good. Uh, it is like, I'll have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and they seriously have like, uh, season seven, 
is kind of hit and miss, but season seven, like the last arc is fantastic. It's going on at the same time as revenge of the Sith. You get like, man, it's like goosebumps at times when I, I'm getting them now goosebumps of like, uh, some of those things going on at the same time as revenge of the Sith and wrapping up some of these characters. I will say it seems like the animation definitely differs from episode to episode. And sometimes it is very high tier. Like, um, well, I think that's was... too. Cause we watched, we watched season two, then four, right. Or five. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it, got, a better. Large it got better between yeah. those for sure. And, uh, there's one scene in season four where they're at a cantina of sorts, almost like a nightclub. And, the animation during that scene was top notch. I was very impressed with the lighting and the shadows. Uh, yeah, it definitely got better throughout the seasons. So, yeah. And you know, the animation takes a little bit of a step back at rebels, um, but it goes for more a Ralph McQuarrie style look. Um, really thin lightsabers like Ralph McQuarrie would draw in his concept art, stuff like that. Um, that they really went with in Rebels. But um, Bad Batch, which just came out last year, carries over some characters from the last season of the Clone Wars. And it's almost like Clone Wars 2.0. It's like a it's like a sequel series almost that is continuing some of that stuff. And that animation looks like top-tier Clone Wars. It's, it's been good. I got to finish watching Bad Batch. But, um, but yeah, so I was interested to get your take on this because, one, we're hopping around, right? We're only going for Boba here, so it's a little interesting in that regard. We had one full story arc we watched. We got the first episode of the Obi-Wan Undercover arc that we got that uh, we, we didn't finish. Then we go over to where we see um, Boba again. And I just want to know, what was your, I think, out of these five, the one that interested you the most or the one that you enjoyed watching the most? Because I know I have a clear answer for mine. <clears throat> so I have two answers for this. I really loved the first one I watched, which I believe was episode 20 yes. of season mm -hmm. two. I thought it was very interesting to see just how they portrayed all the characters. It felt very fitting, like Anakin's, uh, kind of being very uh, risky, you know, mm -hmm. jumping and, uh, you know, you have the gravity suction, whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that seemed very Anakin to me. And then you also have Mace Windu, who is very knowledgeable and uh, is trying to almost help Boba Fett at times, but doesn't really know that it is Boba. Mm -hmm. And so that's a cool arc. Meanwhile, then you have Boba, who only wants to kill Mace and sets up this whole elaborate trap only for it to go wrong. And it is kind of his first mistake and failure as a bounty hunter, essentially, yeah, on his yeah. own. So it's interesting to see all those different plot lines and the way they did adapt the characters to work in that format. You know? Yeah, definitely. And I think my favorite one out of this was actually the last one that we got the season four episode 20 um, i was gonna say i also did really love uh the one that came before that which was oh I yeah guess, 19 where it introduces obi-wan as the uh fake yeah 
guy, whoever you want to call him, it's a fake bounty hunter, I'm assuming, is kind yeah, of... Yeah, like a sniper or something, whatever yeah. he was, yeah. Because Boba goes, you know, you took my kill or you took my bounty at right. a specific part. I thought that was very interesting. I liked that a bit more than the one that comes after it, okay. but yeah. Those two yeah. were my favorites, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I just really, what I really enjoyed about the last one is I just thought it was a lot of fun. It felt, you know, it was really standalone. You didn't have to know anything else going on with it. Um, you know, like it was a one episode thing. It wasn't like yeah. a multiple arc. Um, and I thought some of the shots in it is really good that we'll get to um, at the end here. Um, but yeah, so let's let's start it off with a more plot by plot. Uh, we'll talk about where Boba shows up for some of these because <laughs> let me tell you, the Obi-Wan one that we'll get to and fourth, I almost forgot I was waiting for Boba. I'm like, man, this is a long time without no <laughs> yeah. Boba. Like, and then he it's shows like, up. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I'm watching it for. There he is. And meanwhile, you don't even really initially realize it is him because you're so used to him having the long hair, like yeah, you did yeah, as a kid, and then he shows up with the buzz cut as another clone almost. So that's an interesting uh, deviation from what to expect. Yeah, and I think that ties in with the first one here. So, you know, what I really like, too, is this opening quote. You know, like, Clone Wars doesn't do a full scroll. They do, like, an opening mm -hmm. quote that is in the style of a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. You know, whatever. And in this opening quote, it says, Who my father was matters less than my memory of him. And I thought that was an interesting It quote was very interesting. When you related that to too. Boba. Yeah. Yeah. Because initially I knew it was that because we're doing this for the podcast and right. But you, if you didn't know, right, yeah. If, if didn't I know. didn't know, then I could almost relate it to Anakin or even Luke. But oh yeah, yeah. The fact that it was Boba is a very interesting plot choice, and oh. I'm glad that they developed his character throughout this series. Yeah, and, and you fleshed know, him out. You know, and unfortunately, they had more arcs that they were planning to do with Boba that got canceled when the show I'm did. Sure. Um, they were really going to show him become, you know, I think Boba. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so we focus on a young clone, right? And it's Boba acting like a clone. Um, I mean, he is a clone, but you know what I'm saying? He's, he's like trying to fit in with this young class of clones. Um, and the ship is heading towards a Jedi cruiser. And I, I do wonder if people like didn't see commercials saying like I'm sure commercials in on Cartoon Network were like Boba Fett appears on the Clone Wars, you know. But I was wondering like Probably. if if nobody knew that, like are they like man they're really focusing on this one? I mean he's got his haircut from Attack of the Clones, so mm -hmm. it kind of gives it away, right? He's got this like mean look the whole time, like. <laughs> so there are a few things that I did write in my notes about this specific point. Yeah. So I liked that they kept Boba's hair from mm -hmm. Attack of the Clones. It definitely did give you the sense that it was supposed to be him. I liked that they gave Boba the revenge side plot. I thought that was awesome. I mean, obviously, he's going to want to kill Mace. Mace is the guy that killed his dad or his uh, initial clone version, whatever we're calling his, it now. His parental figure, if, if yes, not, right? There like, you go. I mean, he was raised purpose. by him. Yeah, he was so, raised yes, by him. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, another thing I really liked was... Do, 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 oh, actually, this is something I commented I didn't like, and uh, this is what I wanted to talk about, is 
that there were different voices for all of the clones. Did were they? You notice that? Yes. They're like not the young for clones? all of them. Yes. Not okay. all of them. But uh, like every two, there'd be a different voice, which it wasn't even the same voice actor kind of doing a different take on it or something. It was just completely different voices, which mm. kind of threw me off. I'm pretty sure I'm accurate on that. If you want to double check. Well, yeah, I'm just going free. to IMDb yeah. to check because I know like when it comes to the actual clones, like when they're grown up. No, it's... it was when they were children. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the one has like blonde uh, buzz hair and there's the two with the flat tops. And what is this one called? Deception? No, Death Trap. Uh, Death Trap yeah. But um, um but when, 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 when they are all grown up, what happens is like D I think it's D Bradley Baker is the voice of all of them. And he gives he does give like when they're I, I, I'm looking up for when they're kids, but when they're grown up, I know for sure he does give some of them a little bit of a different spin at times. Or, yeah. Like I know he voices all of the bad batch and um he gives them all like uh different voices, but they, they're very all like different characters too. But when it's just a regular clone, it's usually just the that's one. what so I'm I saying, and that's yeah. what I was thinking is you know, you go on to three or even further so, and typically it's that same voice, even if it is a different clone. And uh, I don't know, I just thought it was very odd, it stood out to me that I noticed each clone kind of had a bit of a different voice. Oh, uh, you know why? Uh, well, definitely for yeah? Boba. They got Daniel Logan from Attack of the Clones to do his voice. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. So I'm guessing but then for the rest of the clones, they were portrayed by... Different people, I would yeah. assume, because that well, at least it keeps says, it continuity. It says Daniel Logan played the clone cadets. The only one that played a different clone cadet was... D. Bradley Baker, but I don't know if that was like the older clone then. It, it most likely I was. I would Jax assume was. it's... There's a character that has like a balding head, almost like a crown of hair left. Right. And um, yeah, that I believe was voiced by Baker. I believe. Yeah. But all the Maybe. others, I guess, was voiced by the younger voice actor. But it definitely sounded like they had different voices. I perhaps that's how they asked him to do it. They may have. Uh, you know, it they was may definitely have interesting yeah. to me, and it stood out. So I figured I well, would. Well, yeah. Out, one thing but... the Clone Wars does it, too is it really provides a lot of personalities to some of these clones because mm -hmm. you know in the movies we get pretty much nothing, right? Like even Commander Cody, his like most of his line is. Here's your weapon, sir. Like that's pretty much it, right? To Obi Wan. Yeah. Here's your life. And you still kind of like him too. Yeah, yeah. Even but with like just that line, you're like, all right, Cody's not a bad guy. When we when we get to that's strange. Uh, when we get to sorry, Ghostbusters is on Sci-Fi. It, it is says, strange. It says TVMA. Uh, what? Um, it's a PG movie. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, but anyway. Well, you're forgetting about where uh, Bill Murray is making her so enticed that she starts hovering. That yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally MA. Yeah, um, that becomes a bit more uh, into the uh, M for mature section. Yeah, but for but May. when when we look at uh, the you know the the Clone Wars series itself, you know we really see a lot of the five hundred first Anakin's 
uh, crew. We don't see him a lot in this one in these yeah. five, but we really do. And it really, what it helps, I think, is make that episode three moment land a little more when um, all of them have to start shooting their clones. Like when we see like yep. later on, we see Plo Koon uh, get a lot of screen time in the, in one of those episodes. Wow. Yeah. Which was and great. that is something I was so happy about. In my opinion, that was one of my favorites and I mm-hmm. did mention it cause that's the episode where they With go Obi-Wan. to the club. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. what was really cool about that is, um, you get to see how some of these, uh, Jedi and stuff, how close they were to the clones. We didn't really see that, you know, at the end of two, like we just talked about last week, they're, you know, they just saved the Jedi from the droids, and that was the opening of the last minute. Work. And that's essentially them even meeting them for the first time. Right. So, and then we get episode three yeah. where they turn on them halfway in, an hour in. So, really, we only yeah. see this for an hour. And those Clone Wars are able to kind of fill in the gap. And what they do is when they give these people personalities, um, the clones' personalities it makes you feel for the clones more and it makes you realize like, I felt really bad for the clone that gets blown up here. Uh, because uh, when he walks into Mace's yes. yeah. headquarters or yeah. 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 Because I said the same thing. He's, you know, just <laughs> I said that to... quote unquote, I was like, wow. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Boba ends up killing essentially his brother. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, look at that irony a little bit, you know, just, and it's like, you know, he didn't deserve anything to happen to him. No. And, and really, it's, you you know, it kind of it's makes a dark small, tale. Right? Yeah. Drew. Mace, Mace was about to go <laughs> in there. There you go, buddy. The clone yeah. says, you know, Kenobi needs you. So it's actually everyone's. And uh, then you get to. Or the clones. He was doing right. his job too well. I don't. <laughs> yeah, true. He deserved but... it. <laughs> but, so they're going towards the Jedi cruiser. You know, if you're a fan of Boba, you understand that he's probably trying to get revenge. Right. Um, he's posing as a young clone. And this is something we talked about last week of how does he kind of view these clones, right? Like we didn't get a chance to really delve into that. And we'll get a line from him later in this episode that really, I think, shows you how he perceives this. But the fact is he's able to mask himself to get close to a Jedi because the Jedi are using these clones. And he's like, I can pose as a young clone going on this trip. And I thought that was very interesting how, you know, we didn't really think of it that way. And I didn't really remember this episode before we watched it. But like the thought of I'm going to use my face that I have to share with everybody that's also my dad's face to, you know, cloak myself pretty much to go carry out this and revenge my father's death, which I thought was an interesting viewpoint for both. It's almost like he views the brothers or the clones as a means to an end. Yes. They're a weapon. slaves or yeah. They're under his control, essentially. Like uh, I viewed him as more of the mastermind behind. Right. Yeah. Like no matter what, even if these Jedi's are using these clones for their use, I will find my own and take advantage of their uh, uh, naivety. Yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. Because they, they yeah, see each other. So naive. Like, they see each other crazy. as brothers, right? We're all in this yes. together. I think one of them says, right? And yep. It's because that's how they're raised. And the one literally says it while Boba is holding the gun to his face. Yes. Yeah. At that one scene. So, 
Yeah, it really you goes know, to show just how naive most they've of the been raised. Are in this. You know, they've been raised to think that of each other. You know, like you know, we're all buddy buddy, but Boba has that resentment to them, and um, especially because uh, imagine this: the face of all of the clones that are doing the Jedi's bidding. The Jedi killed his father, who was the model clone. You know, so it really is this twisted, almost incestuous type relationship yeah. with with how they're uh, working for them. And it is kind of like a cycle. It's almost like where there's times where I've noticed where it's like Boba starts to feel bad, but then something will set him off that reminds him of his dad. And then he'll just go around and around like (laughs) no matter what he wants someone to suffer and he wants revenge and, um, you know, some sort of dignity left from his dad but he's never truly going to get it. It's just, it's a sad tale. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the ship docks into the Jedi cruiser and we see Mace Windu and Anakin introduce themselves to the clones. Uh, This is where we see Boba's like angry face for the first time. I think Um, Anakin and Mace really only make a quick appearance in that part. They were supposed to do more, but they're caught away by Obi Wan again. <laughs> uh, so this is the first time. It they're really does by seem like he could be like Palpatine's little mistress or something. Who Obi Wan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he's this little pawn. I don't. Yeah, it, it is funny that like, uh, how many times does Obi Wan need to call them about? So, like, where's Obi Wan at this time? It's a that's lot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but maybe that's answered in one of the other episodes. Maybe there is an episode focusing on Obi-Wan and then it cuts Most to this likely. episode or something. I don't yeah, know. I would assume so, but maybe um, not. So the kids get to go and do target practice, which they all fail except for Boba. Boba nails it. First Just, try. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Kicks ass. And Even remember... And goes... <gasps> Yeah. Like, Whoa, he's a next gen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And remember, he's not, you know, as, uh, you know, what was it? Tan Wee and Lama Su say he's an unaltered clone. So yep. he's just skilled. He's been learning from yeah, his father, like we saw strictly last week. Django. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then the leader quizzes uh, all the clones as they're walking in the hallway on, like, the parts of a Jedi star cruiser or the, the cruiser that they're on, you know, what does this part do? Or where, where is this? And both is this moment to slip away. Yep. Um, and he's calling someone on his comm link, which we'll learn who that is in a short bit. Um, but then, uh, yeah, clones run into Boba and point him right to Mesa's quarters because they're like you said, so naive. They don't think exactly. anybody's posing well, as a young clone. And let's, put it out there is that one of the clones almost stopped him i think he was joking though right like like wanted him to think i think so i think he was thinking like i'm gonna act like this guy's in trouble and he's like you're lost you know like uh, you know he said you're lying but yeah i think he's saying like you're lying you're actually lost right yeah it uh it could be that but I also do think the second clone with him kind of saved Boba's butt, as we may say. Well, yeah, <laughs> the Boba butt. But yeah, <laughs> he saved it. Because uh, it seemed like that Boba was heading there strictly to Mace's quarters no matter what. He openly stated it to them. And then he bumps into Mace on his way back from the quarters. Right? He's the <laughs> only person that Mace has seen. 
from his quarters till when his quarters blow up. So I feel like they should be able to figure that one out. Maybe. Yeah, you would think, but I guess think, again, they're, also they're it's, too, like, oh, they're, right. it's the long-haired clone. There's a thousand clones. Who knows who it was? I don't and, know. And I think they're probably too worried, right? On um, to be the separatists. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I, they're a little too worried that it's probably something else and not an outside um, threat rather right. than Boba himself. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's potential there. Because again, they're they're just so used to the clones being right, like uh, on their side. They're not usually like, "Oh, this is something we should be having to worry about right now." Um, That's why I thought that the one clone was just like this. Uh, <laughs> at first, I thought it would be like a higher ranking clone, like Commander Cody or something. Right, I thought right. they would give that underside sort of knowledge to someone where they did kind of call him out and they thought it was him or they yeah, thought he was yeah. up to no good. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um, but yeah, so Boba cool lays concept. a Boba lays a charge at the door. Uh he runs into Mace um and uh you know gets away from him after like a short conversation um where mace doesn't recognize that it's boba you know boba slips back into the line and then right as soon as the the instructor is asking him the question so that was good timing (laughs) yeah right uh mace uh then tries to go into his quarters but a clone is telling him that obi-wan's reaching out mace tells him to go and drop something into the quarters. man that clone's persistent if i can say yeah yeah no (laughs) sir No, Kenobi yeah. needs you now. <laughs> drop what you're Mace doing. Mace is literally like, nah, it's all right, buddy. I need I to go to bed. I can't just drop this off and go? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the clone's very persistent, and you see where persistence gets you, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, six feet under. Get you killed. Um, out the airlock. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the bomb goes off, yes, and the clone uh, dies, unfortunately. I thought it was pretty cool how Mace, like, uses the force to, like pull the to pull back. him back yeah, i thought yeah. that was cool too yeah that was cool something you can do in I, animation that that's why i was like hoping really well. yeah i was hoping he, the clone would survive simply because of that because yeah. then it was like oh well at least that was useful that was kind of cool but now nah, he just ends up dead but yeah unfortunately yeah. Um, definitely a very cool use of the force so news reaches Boba that Mace is still alive. So Boba runs back off again. Um, and Anakin and Mace are studying the uh, the scene. They're like uh, detectives, figuring out, trying to figure out what's going on. It's like a buddy cop film almost. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. they go into like this room and they have like the hologram up. They're ordering troops. You gotta go here. You gotta go there. It's very like uh, almost point, which they are. You know, the Jedi are a military at this point, which is one of the reasons why they fall and fail um yep. boba runs into the reactor core he's talking on the uh com link to uh i don't know if it's revealed yet at this point nope okay uh but boba runs into the reactor core and boba stuns a clone so here's something where he would not kill a clone at this point right like he feels bad oh, i guess that it gosh. killed the one but he smacks him in the head turns the gun to stun you know pretty much and stuns the, cu- uh, oh, the does guy he instead. turn it to stun so that's what i was curious about is 
did he turn into that's stun true. or was it always on stun? So that's the only reason that he didn't kill him. I don't know. I think I was curious about that myself because I didn't notice him changing anything necessarily right, right. on the gun. But yeah, I, th- I guess it's interesting. I would say I think he's going out of his way to not hurt people that he thinks has nothing to do with that are innocent. Uh, yes, compared to yeah, his father's like killing. Mace and, yeah. and the Jedi are single-handedly responsible uh, for his for father's Jane. death. Yeah. I can and I think I have to believe that too because I think you know Boba's on this trajectory now post Return of the Jedi of being like a like a hero anti-hero type anti-hero figure, you know? for sure. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to think that he's not just gonna kill uh, somebody just start that's slaying there. innocence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially that look exactly like his dad. You know, I think that. Yeah. Well, I think too. that did teach him a lesson too, is because the clone that he did end up stunning which was a good point, uh, looked just like his father, obviously. And they really kind of closed in on that. And I think they tried to show the fact that Boba realized it looks just like my dad. It looks just like me when I'm older. Right. And I feel like it all kind of came together a little for him right there in that scene. But And he tries to refute it, right? He's when he's stu- yeah. the, the guy saying calls him brother you know he says you're not my brother yes and this kind of shows here how boba's thinking of them you know you're not, like he thinks you're of himself... so many copies right yeah. even though he is too but he thinks of himself as the legitimate the purebred one. yes essentially exactly yeah yeah exactly um so the ship blows open at some point and they have to pull the blast doors and this is where you were talking about the the airlock almost like you know the, the ship is ripped in a hole the, the Admiral's about to fly out the thing and Mace saves him with the force pull. And then well, Anakin has to go down there and turn the door. Him, but then Anakin does his classic old, uh, you know, nonchalant maneuver of mm-hmm. let's just dive into trouble. And he stops the whole situation point blank, which it definitely shows the different ways that Jedi can deal with problems mace taking the very safe approach and anakin kind of taking the haphazard i could get myself killed approach (laughs) right right so yeah yeah i think he's got that ego of the chosen one (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) so he's like i got this um and then the ship is going down right the reactor blows up thanks to boba and the admiral tells the leader of the young clothes to send them to the pods trying to say this is a, you know, um, a, a try a test, right. Or like a, a trial per se. Yeah. I get what yeah. you're saying. Like yeah. a fire drill, like a drill. Yeah. Right. Um, Boba runs the hall, runs in the hall and gets told by the leader to stay with the group again, just matching up perfectly timing. And, <laughs> uh, they escape via the escape pods. Uh, but one of the pods malfunctions. And this is the one that Boba's in and some of the people that were, I guess, making fun of him earlier and the one guy that was accepting him earlier. Uh, really like the, the main four clones that we saw in yeah. this episode. The um, vocal clones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Admiral wants to go down with the ship uh, and as Mace and Anakin try to convince him to leave. And I think he throws this really weird jab at the Jedi here. Did you get this? Where he says he won't leave, uh, say, and then tells like Jedi wouldn't understand. Like it was just really, really, yeah, like nah, really. I don't weird. think I did catch that, but like 
almost like a snide remark, like, okay, so, you know, like, I, I think he sees himself as better than the Jedi, right? Like, on, yeah, like almost like these like Jedi got put up to generals. More, like morals, higher morals or something. Yeah. Or like, or that they don't have attachments, right? Or that they don't follow the right, th- I don't know. But I thought of it more like, you guys became generals just because you're Jedi. Like, you're not actual military you know, like I know how to do my job as an admiral. Like I, I kind of took it from that perspective of, so I thought it was interesting seeing like a Republic officer acting. Forget these officers are going to become the empire in about three years. Right. So it makes sense that they would kind of already have sometimes that mentality. Yeah. It's not just a flip of the switch. And you do see that a few like in subtle ways throughout the episode of how they will become the empire with their rankings, their ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. You get to see it multiple times and I'll agree. Yeah. I can see your point there, how they already have this stigma almost against the Jedi. That's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah it makes it really easy for them to <laughs> turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. I Just hate it. them already. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Anakin and Mace jump in their starfighters. Uh, then they're told to go about the missing pod and they start to search. Uh, then the slave one appears. So this is really cool. And it docks onto the escape pod that Boba's in. And we see Aura, Singh, and Bosk. So for our visual watchers here, Aura, Singh, bounty hunter, extraordinaire, really in the Clone Wars, but she does make an appearance in Phantom Menace right here. In the uh, pod race. She just yep. kind of stands there. One of those snipers, almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's interesting. And then she got a whole bunch of, you know, like, <laughs> books and comic books and cartoon episodes about her now. Yep. Um, all it and... takes is making a character look cool. Okay. <laughs> it's all it takes in Star <laughs> yep. Wars. That, you know, that's why I'm very and upset. It's like the perfect combo. <laughs> I'm really upset because one of my favorite Star Wars characters is in uh force awakens because he looks so awesome and there's barely been there's been one short story about him and i think he appeared in one of the cartoons but just briefly and his name is the crimson corsair sidon athano so he is a really cool looking character just so cool and i want more of him and i want a book of him i want disney plush i want everything about this guy (laughs) Uh, but but like come on we get all the stuff of aura saying give me some side on a thano now you know like come on this was from one scene in phantom menace so right right and this guy obviously the worst star wars film (laughs) (laughs) but anyway throw back to last episode you gotta uh, yeah yeah yeah. find out the story (laughs) <laughs> Aura Singh does die. She actually dies in, uh, it's not in anything we've seen, but it's referenced in Solo, a Star oh, Wars really? story. Yes, That's Tobias cool. Beckett, played by um, uh, Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. There's a reference um, that he had uh, killed Aura Singh. Really? Uh, one of the, yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Really. Um, and I remember, like, when I first heard that when I'm in the theater, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's oh, awesome. I know that character. Or <laughs> yeah, Singh's dead because of Tobias. That's pretty cool. Um, such a Star Wars name, too, Tobias. Tobias, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and we get Bosk, too. 
And, and you know, we see Bosk again. Oh, and later can I on. just say I am so glad that they're using Bosk and they're really fleshing out his character. Yes. You get to see him for a few minutes in Empire Strikes Back, and I think that's it. I mean, maybe you yeah, see him briefly so. in Return of the Jedi. I don't think so, though. I think it's strictly Empire. And I'm just so glad they're fleshing out his character, and he's so cool. <laughs> it's one of the very few characters that I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who that is just yeah. from seeing him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, classic cool. outfit, classic look. Yeah. Bosk cool. also does appear in Rebels as well. Um, he also appears in. Oh, geez. Like you said, Empire. Yep. I don't think he's in. I'm looking up his list. I don't of think so either. I think stuff. it's just Empire, not Return, but. Which is a bummer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. just Empire, yeah. Yeah, you would think they would... No, he's in Return of the Jedi, it says, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, it doesn't say where he's It's probably during the cantina scene or something like that. That's what I'm picturing, but... Yeah. Oh, you know what? He was on the Sand Barge. Oh, He was okay. at Jabba's Palace yeah. and accompanied Jabba onto the Sand Barge. And he's dead. No, he'd probably survive that. I hope so. I'm sure. Bosca's so cool. Watch him appear. <laughs> He's probably going to appear in Book of Boba Fett. They showed some transitions. True. Yeah, between so I would be, that be awesome or even Mandalorian, because I yeah. mean, Boba's in that. So, yeah. We need to put him somewhere. I mean, he's so cool. Um, yeah, one so we favorite. get Bosk, and we'll also get Dent Dengar uh, in one of the <laughs> later episodes as well, which is great. Um, so Boba wants the clones to live here, right? Um, she was just gonna, or Singh was just gonna let them float and die, pretty much. Um, and you know, she tells him, "Grow up, and you'll get your revenge in time." And she's, uh, she wants to jettison the pod into the sun, which is just brutal for a. Uh, I mean, she was also like probably shooting at Anakin on the <laughs> on the pod race, so probably not too much of a. I was going to say, not person. only brutal, but just, <laughs> wow, like, of all the possibilities, just, man, you should be, like, in the Darth Vader role. You really yes. are the evil mastermind. It's like, what is the worst possibility for these people? Yeah, let's send them into a the slow sun. death <laughs> like, as they yeah. burn to a crisp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, wow. Bo was very conflicted here. And you'll see, like, the pain on his face as he closes the pod. You know, I yeah. thought it was really good animation with his facial expression. They do it a lot throughout all the episodes yeah. I was watching. Yeah, they do a good job of animating what he's thinking, you know, keeping it natural enough that you're like, yeah, I can read that body language and understand. Right. Yeah. The um, So the Jedi appear to save the clones, and one of the clones says, if he is like us, he will realize he is wrong. So I think that's interesting because I think this show came out you know, after this was in like 2010, 11, 12, somewhere around that. So at that point, there's no trilogies anymore, right? Like they wrapped it up with um, episode five. Yeah. And at that point, I, I wondered where they were going with this because it's more interesting now that we're getting a Boba Fett show where maybe 
we get that more redemption arc for him like we did in Mandalorian, where I think this line doesn't really make any sense before that. Like, if you just looked at it from episode two to episode six, how he dies in a Sarlacc pit, you're probably like, well, I guess he didn't, I guess he wasn't like them. But now I think you might be able to say at some point he is, and he realizes he was wrong. I don't know. And to me, it was very interesting and thinking about all of that as well, because he starts off as this kid that just wants revenge for his dad. But by around, uh, what do I want to say? Like episode 20 something in season two, maybe even towards season four, you get to see him kind of have these regrets almost and realize that he is perhaps on the wrong side of things. And it's very interesting to see that. And then you get the Mandalorian and then you're kind of curious what came in between. Cause obviously he's still a bad guy in empire. He's still a bad guy in return, but there is, is this he a huge... bad guy or just a bad or guy? Is I mean, he, like, yeah, yeah. Or is he simply just doing it for the funds? And, and maybe he does, as you can see, he is, someone that likes revenge or, you know, things like that. And there is this kind of um, animosity set up between him and Han, Mm -hmm. where it seems like Han screwed him over. Uh, Something happened there between the two. So it seems like there is that animosity already set up for those two characters. So at least Mm -hmm. that fits with this current arc that, even if he isn't the worst guy in the world, it's not like he just wants to kill Han for no reason. Uh, it does seem like the character stays uh, consistent. He he wants revenge whenever he gets screwed over. Simple as that. And he will right. get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, then, so that's pretty much the end of the first one that we watched. So yep. that's the end of episode 20. Uh, then we had episode 21, R2 Come Home. And it picks up almost immediately after. I didn't think the quote was as relevant this time, so I didn't write it down. <laughs> uh, but uh, Mason and Anakin are now looking for the Admiral. The ship crashed onto the planet. Um, it's mostly looking like it's intact. And they land to check it out. And we get these creatures called Gundarks who start to follow them. And they do find a clone that is dead. But, uh, you know, Mace is able to tell that he did not die in the crash. He was, like, executed with a gun. We see more clones executed, but the Admiral is not yet found. Um, The clones uh, in space are taking off. They're leaving Anakin and Mace alone. Uh, And then we see, you know, with the starfighters and the, the droids, we have Mace having a droid which I really like the colors of Mace's R2 unit. It is pretty cool. Or R4, yeah. whatever you called it. I do think it's an R4 unit. I think it has that flat head, right? It is R8. Is that what it is? Oh, well, there we go. R8, even more diverse. <laughs> R8, B7. I want to um, see like the it's R6. like purple and gold. Yeah. I really like very it. very Mace Windu-y. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. agree. Yeah. Right up his alley. <laughs> um, so then the creatures attack. 
and they unfortunately break Mace's droid as soon as I'm digging Yeah, they thing. destroy the great droid. R2 tries to inter- intervene. That's why we never see it. Swiped out. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. We never see Mace in like a ship in the original trilogy, like the yeah, prequels. I don't think He's, so. Uh, just always sitting on his butt in the um, council. Yeah, such a lackluster character. Yeah, glad Anakin killed him. I mean, uh, what? <laughs> hey, he might still be alive, right? Hey, we don't know. Knows? Let's hope that would be quite the plot twist. I know people are posting back in Boba Fett and him and Boba team up. Oh my goodness! Cop film that you never knew that you wanted (laughs) in the book of Boba Fett as he's going towards this this good arc. He then finds out Mace Windu is still alive, and he has to do a one eighty, and he still wants the revenge. (laughs) That would be great, but then they have to team up in the end. Yes, yes, they have to team up against a buddy um, cop show. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, But anyway, Anakin Uh, and Mace. Anakin and Mace find a Mandalorian helmet. It is Jango's, it looks like. Um, it is, yeah. It's a bomb and, uh, that blows that thing in half. Yeah, I was about to mention that. I thought that was a very dastardly plan by Boba. He's going to set up the helmet the way he, you know, headbutts it in yeah, the film. Yeah. And uh, he wants someone to look at it and get blown up which it's another attempt at at it yeah yeah yeah. it's another bomb threat on mace's life i mean boba is really going for the bomb uh sort of way of killing him (laughs) in this not very direct which is interesting but yeah you know because i don't know if you'd be able to beat him directly with um yeah, yeah, he learned from his way. dad's mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Let's like, just my, fire my dad went down there him. and got his head chopped off. I think I'm gonna stay back here and try yeah. to blow him up. Let's do this a lit a little bit more subtly, you know. <laughs> um but I thought it was interesting because as far as we know, what was it? Helmet is Django's helmet. So it is. Does he get this yeah. fixed later or does he just go get a new one? Or and the rest was... of the armor is his? I don't know. My whole idea was that he just said, uh, screw it. This is my dad's old armor. And if you killed my dad while he was in this, I'm going to kill you with that armor. It's kind of a, yeah, it's the only way I could fully represent, uh, Django essentially even getting the revenge. You know what I mean? Cause it's, yeah, essentially my dad's armor still killed you. So you get what yeah, I mean? That's the, the only shrapnel way. of his helmet <laughs> in your chest. <laughs> yeah. So uh, technically, Django won the battle. That's the yeah, way I exactly. kind of pictured his mentality during that. I don't know. Yeah. Mace won yeah. the battle. Uh, but Django won the war. helmet won the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then when the bomb goes off. Uh, it was a trap for Mace. We see Boba watching from afar. Aura Singh is quick to just say, Mace is dead. We did it. Boba wants to go check. I was going to say, they were a bit too lackluster on just being like, yeah, oh, he's obviously dead. Yeah, who would survive that? A Jedi could, obviously. Yeah, especially if also anyone else picked that up and it didn't happen to be him. It's not like you had cameras fixed on their location. Like, oh, Mace just picked it up. (gasps) He just died. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, exactly. Like having like a scope or something or a CCTV camera. CCTV sort of situation. Yeah, right. it's not like you watch 
that happen. Yeah. They seemed a little too cocky, as I'd put it, or we, naive. We get the reveal that the, they have the hostages, including the Admiral. So he went down with his ship, but he still survived. So I don't know if that's a failure or not. And um, also, can I say real quick? Yeah. I do have a problem with the Admiral character. I um I hate his beard. <laughs> really? I hate it. It uh just looks like a piece of armor or something. What's it like? It's so sharp. It looks like it's gonna cut you. I don't. I've never seen a beard that sharp in my life. Admiral Killian. It looks fake. It looks like he has like a goatee. Yeah, sort of. that's yeah, just yeah, how like, hair is on the. Uh, it's like a toupee. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I get it. I know Look it's the animation, Tuku. but Look I get... Oh, I'm sure. I bet it's the same thing, but yeah, that stood out to me. I just wanted to mention. <laughs> Clone Wars Count Dooku is uh, interesting. Um, it's like pretty much that beard times 10. Clone Wars Mace is interesting. It looks like his face is elongated times 10. <laughs> that's just me <laughs> yeah i don't know i can't i don't see in a long oh maybe a little bit like his head yes it, or it's mostly between the lips and the nose area it just i'm assuming extra long for some reason i don't know but i'm assuming they have to make enough of a difference because so, they probably don't have the likeness for sam jackson yeah so we have to at he least... He has to look recognizable, but not... But like, it's exactly not Sam, like Sam Jackson's X. cartoon yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but they want to go check it out. Boba says he's taken all the risks so far. And he also says Count Dooku will pay us well if we bring the Jedi's head. And Aura Singh's like, sure, let's go do it. <laughs> and R2... Once again, naive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it's the story of the Clone Wars. Story. I was about to say, I mean, that is the theme of the episode today. It's just <laughs> naivety and just how you will get yourself into problems you shouldn't. But uh, R2 finds Anakin and Mace. He tries to help, but Anakin tells R2 to call the council. Uh, he sees the bounty hunters coming and he keeps slowing the bounty hunters down. We get a few moments of him like just being a pain in the butt <laughs> to Boba and Ara Singh and uh, what was the other guy, Castus or whatever? Um, yeah, the thicker guy with the underbite, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I just got him in my trading card game today oh, as a card. Bummer. Well, <laughs> I was like, Castus? Many, yeah. I just watched uh, this episode. Never mind. Didn't say that. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert. He dies. Yes, he does. And Boba's uh, pretty upset. It's like the first guy of his crew that he loses. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I guess let's keep on that note for just a sec. It seemed like Boba actually was a bit uh, bummed out <laughs> by the fact that he died. So Boba does have a heart. He does like his companions. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's killed by uh, Aura Singh later, right? Yep. Yeah, betrayed essentially, right? Because yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's what he yeah, was she talking. Gets shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he talking, too talking much. to his friend. Yeah, yeah, in the club, and she has the little earpiece, and uh, it seems like he was planning on betraying them anyway. So I think he just wanted. I don't know if he was betraying. I think he we was don't necessarily. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it seemed like he just didn't really want to be a part of it, but right, it right. wasn't like he was selling them out. But yeah. Um, so Mace and Anakin talk as they're trapped. Mace tries to free himself with the force, but everything's just so piled up that just rubble starts falling. So he has to give up. I thought this was so interesting. This whole plot line of Anakin and Mace being kind of the buddy cop sort of situation rather than Obi-Wan involved. It's really interesting seeing the fact that Mace helped Anakin so many times and saved him on so many like different accounts and the way that Anakin ends up backstabbing him in three, I definitely think it adds to that mm-hmm. uh, betrayal. Overall. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think I was impressed with that. It's interesting looking at it because, you know, when you look at the prequels, like we said, he's usually just a guy who's constantly putting Anakin down. And yeah. there's actually there's actually a moment that we'll get to in this episode that I want to bring up as well. So um, that that's related to that and and why we continue to see um, the strained relationship between Mace and uh, and Anakin. Another thing I think is interesting is that Anakin calls him Mace a few times. Mace, get over here! Yeah. And I'm like Master Windu, man, you're you're like down here, dude. Being a little too informal. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it gets to show like that arrogance that Anakin yeah. has been harboring throughout the past few years. You know, yeah. Once he went from Obi Wan's apprentice, it just seems like he needs right. yeah, more he's a power. Jedi now. Yeah, more, he's a Jedi yeah, right now, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, he's thinking what three years as a knight, and he's going to become master on a council. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the bounty hunters give up, and they ask Bosk to start up the slave one. R2 fights one of the Gundarks. Um, he then takes off on a ship with no uh, <laughs> with no pilot, just him, which I thought which was Which I thought was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. And I love that he's, and then, you know, he's still trying to do what Anakin wants. He's trying to call the council <laughs> while he's up there, too. And he gets, uh, you know, that gets blown off. And he's like, oh, come on. Exactly. You get to see a bit of the R2 character. And uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. How droids actually have some, you know, characteristics and personality to them. I it's liked the whole, it. It's it the whole fun. point of this episode. But Mace and Anakin are talking about the whole time. How do yeah. you put so much faith in him? Why do you talk to him like he's a person almost, right? He's yep. he's a robot. Um, and you sit there and watch Anakin being like, R2, you got to come through, you know? It's yeah. It's almost like him talking about a dog or whatever, yep. right? Exactly. You know, like Mace is like anti-dog and Anakin's like pro-dog almost is what it yep. comes across as. Because I have some of those conversations with people that don't understand why, you know, people like dogs as much, you know? And yeah. like, I'm a dog lover. So I, I'm like, I'd be Anakin in this spot, you know? I'm like, R2, you have to have faith. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and what I think is interesting is, you know, how the Jedi are, you know, we've talked about how they're so misguided as it is in the prequels, but the fact that they like Mace with this, not really willing to bend at a point on what R2 can do or something like that. When you think before Jedi would probably use whatever they could and befriend anything they could. 
yeah. to get what they need. And he's just so. And I um, mean, even if we're sitting well. there going off of, sorry, not to cut you off. No, you're but good. Even if we're going off of like Phantom Menace sort of uh, idealism or something, I mean, Qui Gon was fully respectful of R two when you meet him. So was Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Maybe it's something more with Mace's character. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. I think so, yeah. I think so, too, because I haven't really seen that from another character besides him. So, And he's, the, like, the head council person, him and yeah. Yoda, you know? So exactly. interesting that that's how, you know... Um, Maybe he doesn't like relying on droids. I'd love to see that backstory. That'd be an yes. interesting story. Does is he have a bad... He gets betrayed yeah. by droids. Yeah, you have to have that bad experience, something. That would be interesting. I'd love to see that Mace Windu story. But really could have used Mace saying he had a bad feeling about this or something. Something. <laughs> uh, but we get Mace really pissed off here as R2 is taking off. He's like, oh, yeah, your droid's really doing good job. Um, and, you know, he's trying to communicate with the council. It gets blown up. Uh, Aura Singh is threatening the hostages at a point. Um, and R- R2, I-, I like this thing where, you know, they have the two, like, Things that help those starfighters go into hyperspace, the two rings. Yeah. And oh, I loved it. The fake out. Yeah. And how he fakes out another, Boba. Yep. So good. And it was Boba's second mistake, essentially, because we got to see his first big mistake was R2 gets away in general, mm-hmm. like from the station. And then you get to see him also get faked out by R2 with the ring thing. I thought that was awesome. So. He knew what he was doing. He's like, let me look like I'm going this way. And then just a quick barrel roll into the other one. It was yep. so cool. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and he gets, yeah, he get he goes. Now, this is probably the part where we're still not sure how time works with hyperspace. Because he gets to the council pretty quick. He gets back to this planet really quick with the council. And able to get Plo Koon and Ahsoka there to help save uh anakin and mace uh which is probably just like an hour for anakin and mace maybe exactly if not less because the way they depict it for sure it does yeah, not seem really like quick. a lot of time yeah it's like he went to wawa and went back right like, <laughs> oh, there we go exactly like let's run uh down the street for like five minutes and i'll be back i'll save you it's fine no problem um and the fact so- they all get back at the yeah. same time was very interesting because not only did R2 have to get there with the big ring ship, but then they got You see him back. rolling through the council, like yeah. the halls of the Jedi Temple, which was cool. Yeah. And yeah, then, uh, you know, I think it's funny that none of these people really recognize R2, like Plo Koon even, right? Like none of these You'd people... think, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, the white and blue attached, droid. And... He's attached I, to Anakin's I don't hip. see a lot of these either. It's not like all the R2 units look the same or something. No, They're they look all pretty, pretty close, just except for you know, different colors. Though. Yeah, exactly. Different yeah, so it's like you'd kind of think, though, that you would know this is that Jedi's droid or something. But uh... So it's, it's good Ahsoka's there to say, no, this is Anakin's droid uh saves the day <laughs> again like really when it comes to like you see a lot of anakin and ahsoka with with how she is with um r2 like even obi-wan doesn't really have the connection to r2 the way other people do like anakin does because 
even when we see in episode four, he says, I don't remember owning a droid, which, you know, is true from a certain point of view, as Obi-Wan likes to say. But yeah. it's also, does he recognize R2? I would Probably assume not. so strictly because of the ending of part three, but. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I it's mean, tough. if you're going to rely on the information being uh, safe with C-3PO and R2, you, I would assume Obi-Wan would remember them, but uh, uh, maybe not. Obi-Wan's also getting old. I mean, there. I think obviously, you know, the, the emperor's George Lucas and wrote the them out of order, and that's that's the yeah. Right but you know, when really you're looking know, at it, when yeah. you're looking at it in canon and trying to figure it out, it is it is funny. Um, but you know, Ahsoka also, has let's remember Obi Wan using R four unit, not R two yes. units. So, R four, all red and white, right? Yeah, red and white. Yep. At least in Attack of the Clones, and then I believe he uses. It's like an R3 it's something it's a yellow and black I believe or yellow and steel colored in three right oh does he until it gets blown up I believe it ends up getting destroyed by the little uh spider like uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it ends well, up you know getting... I think it is R4 though because it's yeah he's in it may be three. R4 it may be He's also in a few episodes of The Clone Wars, R4, P17. Oh, that poor little creature. <laughs> so abused. Jeez. Um, but when Ahsoka and Plo Koon arrive, they use the Force to hold the ship steady and the clones go to help. R2, the hero, Mace says, good job, right? And yeah. here's a line I thought was interesting from Anakin. This is what I was referring to. Anakin says, that's more praise than I ever get. And... It's true, you know, so while, you know, we always see about Mace and, you know, Yoda and other people saying he's too young, which is interesting, right? Because in episode one, he was too old, right? So, like, th there's this, uh, you know, obviously different for There's different always reasons. a problem. There's always Anakin. an issue. There's, yeah. You're too reckless. You're too young. You're too old. You're, you know, uh, too attached, whatever. And... It's so I definitely do see Anakin's yeah. point of uh, <laughs> essentially there's always something wrong, but uh, he never does get the fulfillment or opportunity to fulfill his destiny or uh, the prophecy. Like even if he was the chosen one, would he even get the chance to be the chosen one? He's it's on training wheels the whole you time. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How do you think he's ever going to become the chosen one if you don't even let him become a master? Or what do you think he has to do to become the chosen one? You know, like obviously they said bring balance to the force, but what was their idea of how they would accomplish that when they already thought the Sith were defeated, right? So it, it really makes me wonder what their plan for Anakin was as Jedi. Are they just going to keep them because it's not under. like there's the uh palpatine character emperor character in the first film right you know it's not like there's this master dark lord not to their knowledge yeah yeah i mean all we know is there is uh there's two and an evil one. apprentice you know and obviously there is a master but yeah yeah it makes <laughs> you wonder and then at that point point. 
And at yeah. that point, they think Dooku's probably the master. So yeah, if there were to be one, it would right. be Dooku because he's hanging out with everybody on Geonosis. Sure. Yeah, so they probably have. Like, I just wonder what they're what they would have had him do. Done anyway to prove that. Yeah. Or, yeah. To prove he's yeah. the chosen one. Um. So then we were at the that's the ep- end of episode twenty one. Then we had episode twenty two, Lethal Trackdown. And this again picks up pretty quickly. I thought this was another great episode too. Oh yeah. All of these were really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this one was really good too, because we have Boba going to visit the hostages. He even says here, this isn't what I wanted. Um, yeah. You get to see some humanity out of Boba again. You know, I think he obviously says, what I'm no soldier. I'm no clone like those two. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, he's not. And that's a nice reminder there. And you get to see, <laughs> I mean, uh, perhaps things don't go too well for those that are kidnapped, but uh, it's not like Boba kills them or anything. So, and he doesn't treat them wrong. He kind of explains himself. You definitely get a nice uh, touch of humanity out of Boba and you get to see that he's not just another trooper or typical bounty hunter even like his dad you know yeah even though he wants to fulfill that role it's not like he's the same guy it's very interesting you can tell that all of this has weighed on him and changed who he has become yeah we have anakin and mace healing on coruscant one thing i forgot to mention too after they got free mace finds the blown up helmet and he says that this was jango's this must be Boba doing so this. So it definitely, yeah. I killed his father right in front of him. Yeah. Nice to hear him Says say it straight that. up. Yeah, exactly. He remembered it. Yeah. Yep. Which I I uh, did take a note on that. I thought it was kind of odd though that he only remembered it after the helmet had blown up. I believe he didn't actually kind of put that together before when he was only holding the helmet. Which I thought that would have been a more correct time for mace to be like oh, i don't know i was waiting for that moment where he picked it up and was like oh crap this is that helmet you know instead it only happened afterwards maybe he did but maybe what happened is you know when, when you have the explosion and then they're trapped under the thing like i don't know if he has a lot of time to think it over. or if he did think it True. over not to think like but also, what's Reflect the point of mentioning this at the moment? That's another right. possible outcome. Yeah. So he finally gets out, and then he sees it again. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was just worried about my life, but now I can think about this again. Yeah. Um, this is who's doing it. Um, so they're healing on Coruscant, Anakin and Mace. And, you know, Anakin asks, what are you going to do about uh, Boba? And Mace uh, pretty much blows it off. You know, and Anakin's like, dude, he destroyed a whole freighter. Um, and you know, Mace's response is interesting when he says, in case you haven't noticed, we are fighting a war. Like he's not too worried about a little kid. Yeah. It's his like the, uh, you won the battle, but you didn't win the war and right. Who is the bigger threat between everything going on? Yeah. The separatists yeah. or Boba Fett, you know? Exactly. Especially Boba at his age. <laughs> right. And right. also, I don't think Mace necessarily realizes he has help at this point either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 
True. Yeah, he probably yeah. doesn't know that he they doesn't have, like, realize that he has about a squad of five people or so. Well, I think in the transmission that comes through. Oh, this comes in afterwards, though, right? So Boba has a transmission. Boba couldn't pull the trigger on one of the hostages. So again, I think this shows yes. how we were talking about in the first episode that he didn't want to kill an innocent clone. Won't do it here either. That's uh, and, like what I'm and saying. Or a yeah. Singh kills them instead. That's what I was saying a minute ago. You get to see a lot of humanity out of Boba mm -hmm. in this episode for sure. It definitely paints him in a better light. You know? Yeah. yeah. So Mace wants to go, but he's healing. So Plo Koon says he'll go. And this is where you get the turn of it being I a Plo Koon episode. Oh, I freaking love it. <laughs> Man, I told you last episode of our podcast that i love Plo Koon and man, i thought of you as soon as it started happening oh, i was like this was is so a great good <laughs> i loved it oh i loved it man i love the dark robe and he looks very sith like almost throughout the whole episode and uh i just love his attitude and the way he conducts himself and it was almost Obi-Wan-esque as well, the way that he will kind of get things out of characters, knowledge out of characters, and the way he can play them. Like at the cantina, it was pretty interesting to have uh, him do a certain style of interrogation, almost, you know, very casual. It was great. I loved it. And what's interesting, too, is I don't think you got this in, in these episodes at all, but Ahsoka and Plo Koon have a really interesting relationship. Um, I did know this. Okay, good. Plo Koon met um, Ahsoka when she was three years old. He's the one that found her and took her to the Jedi Temple where she was uh, raised to learn the ways of the Jedi. They have an unbreakable bond, uh, which is sometimes referred to as like a father-daughter dynamic. He calls her little Soka, and she calls him Master Plo. So it is very... Um, interesting to to see that i could definitely tell there was like a, a family dynamic yeah. if not like father daughter i could tell like it seemed very family-like and it definitely seemed like she respected him and his opinions more than anakin and mm -hmm. i think there was a few specific things where plo Koon said like your master has been training you wrong or something like that yeah like something she was, along those lines she was learning some things that he didn't want her to learn, like the um, not being like patient or, you know, how something Anakin along is. those yeah. lines. Exactly. It was like, she attempted to kind of go head first into something that she didn't prep yes. for. And he kind of held her back. It was something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. It was very interesting to see that dynamic. How so, he potentially could have been a better master. To right, her. right, right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, which is interesting. Um, right? Yeah. But I think what we'll learn uh, later on down the road with Ahsoka is I think Anakin was a good fit for her, and she was really able to balance the learnings of the Jedi and also what she's learned from Anakin about making connections with people and stuff like that. Um, yeah, man, we could do a whole one of these for Ahsoka. But anyway... <laughs> um, <laughs> Soon we have, enough, we'll have Book of Ahsoka. It's okay. Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> Aura is pissed at Boba. Bosk is uh, 
still into what they're doing. He apparently he needs the money. He says he's in money troubles, which I find hysterical, by the way. That Bosk is like worried about like rent or something. Yeah. Or debt or something. He's like, yeah, I can't buy any uh fast food, so I guess I'll help you guys kill some yeah. people. I don't know. I'll drive the ship. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh and Aura says they're gonna go visit an old friend. Now I had a good idea about who this was gonna be. Uh so I was very happy to see this. But uh, then we cut back to Plo and Ahsoka traveling to go into the under part of Coruscant, the underworld. I loved it. Yeah. Plo <laughs> knows it. of Aura Singh, too. He, he knows yeah. of her. Um, I think they've had a run-in. I'm not sure. But uh, I said in my notes here, Plo's co- Plo's cloak is dope. Plo's cloak Plo's is dope. cloak is dope. Nice. <laughs> I tell you, it's much easier to read than it is to say. But I, I really like his really nice designs on it, and it's that dark color. Like it I is said, I really, really like cool. It. I thought so too. It's like the, um, the best way I could describe it, I guess, is like it's a bunch of uh, like a blanket zeros. or a carpet or something. I don't well, know. it's like zeros on your keyboard, just throughout the entire thing. You know yeah, what I, I mean? That. Like yeah. it's a bunch of, like uh, I don't know, square to octagon sort of kind of designs just throughout the entire thing it looks really good definitely one of the better things that they did animation wise i was impressed yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks really nice yeah it's um, nice and dark he has the hood up he looks so very awesome. cool very cool has the like mouth breather whatever we want to call that yeah, I think it's a mask, but yeah. Uh, so he's all prepared for COVID. Uh, but I think <laughs> it's, I think it's something that they have to. His race has to have to live off world to live. Yeah, off of like O2 or ox, whatever the hell kind of way that they're breathing in Star Wars. But yeah, I figured it was something along those lines where it kind of filters in certain mm-hmm. things. And, and he has something yeah, on his eyes with species. that too. Yeah, it was like a uh, little filter type thing. I don't know yeah. what to call it. Yeah. Now, did you know this at all? You've seen Mandalorian season two, right? I have. Okay, yeah. the finale with with Luke Skywalker. Did yeah. you watch the behind the scenes of that? I did not. I watched the intro to the behind the scenes. It depends. So it's it's really great because uh, there's a connection here with Plo Koon. I'm about to share. But really, okay. Plo Koon is uh, um, Dave Filoni's favorite Jedi. Uh, and he hey. worked on the Clone Wars. He worked on Dave Rebels. Filoni. Worked Good on choice. <laughs> everything. So when they did the last scene to keep spoilers from happening, yeah. In the script, it says Plo Koon comes to get Grogu, and it has a really? picture. And look, this is what they use. They used a helmet <laughs> That's on awesome. set of Plo Koon. Yeah. Wow. To try to keep. Can you imagine that out. story though? That honestly would have been cooler than Luke in my opinion. But uh, he I like comes back so much, from dead. I would have been so much him. more psyched. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's interesting though. Yeah. Um. So they have data that says that Django frequented the area, this area of the underworld. Then we get Boba, Aura Singh, and Bosk landing to meet up with hondo onaka uh, we get a weird scene of aura singh and hondo like making out 
and she introduces Boba. odd for the <laughs> type of film or you know show Cartoon. that it is yeah exactly the type of George production that it is <laughs> no uh also we already know that he doesn't care about spoilers so he was probably like well let me spoil your childhood <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's <laughs> like this is what happens when you grow up yep um but yeah hondo anaka he has been in the clone wars that's where he was first introduced He's been in Rebels. Uh, he's been in. Uh, he's actually in the rides at Disney World. Um, oh, that's cool. I yes. didn't know that. That's yep. cool. He is on the um, Millennium Falcon ride, and I want to share this picture. Well, too that's a good for... fit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's yeah. uh... man. Why is this picture? I haven't been on it. We have to go to Disney at some point, Jordan. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. there's it's... like free tickets again for your <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disney college program. Something do a we live show there, there or be... something. That'd be great. That'd be really cool. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Uh, where is okay? So this is him at the ride. They have a uh, animatronic uh, uh, on the ride. Oh, that's really cool. It's a really good animatronic. Too. It is really good looking. I will say the glasses look a bit off i feel like they're more like octagon shaped or something in the show maybe i'm wrong yeah maybe uh let me check they just look a little off to me that's the only thing that stood out to me immediately right right yeah i don't know no i think i think part of it too is that like um it's taking an animation character turning it into a real life look yeah you're right they are a little bit off i'd say but different, i, I right? think a little different i think also when you see this in the this is behind the scenes here but if you see it in the ride like the lighting and makes this look even better oh um, yeah and, that's and probably with like studio and lighting and yeah. yeah but uh yeah he's a great character a voice by jim cummings who voices winnie the pooh and all that uh can you imagine you can't hear it you can't <laughs> hear the winnie the pooh in this you but can't. Uh, no he's really good he was um, really good Honestly, I thought it was one of the better looking designs for like a new species. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, they're yeah. a weak way. Yeah. The weak I really way. did like it. Um, they are they have appeared in did they appear in the original Battlefront 2? No, the new one is what it says. Okay. Anyway. Well, I do have that Battlefront 2, so mm -hmm. There is potential that's where I recognize that design from. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. I don't remember them from it, but it says it on the Wikipedia. I mostly play the uh, Starfighter. Yeah, mode, so maybe maybe but, not. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. But, but uh, Aura stops Boba from drinking, right? Uh, good mother yep. moment, I guess. She puts an earpiece. <laughs> the only one she has. Yeah. <laughs> She wanted to, you know, throw the other kids in the sun, but Boba drinking a beer or whatever is too much. Yeah. Oh, you stupid child. <laughs> she puts yeah. an earpiece in her ear, and this is where she eavesdrops on Castus and shoots him. And it just Which so happens... I was bummed out. Yeah. And yeah. I admit, yeah, I kind of liked that character, and I was like, why, uh, why don't we ever see this guy again? I found out real fast. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, he's dead. <laughs> we don't yeah. see that species, and yeah, yeah no, we don't. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I don't even know what Cassis is. I, might I don't either. Reminded me of Drax or De uh, is it uh, Dex? 
Dex, Dex from uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, reminding me of his species. He's a Clatuian. He's a uh, so Castus is a Clatuian, which means they're from Clatuian. Which is I get you guessed it. Which is next to Tatooine. (laughs) It is. It is a desert planet. (laughs) Has two moons. (laughs) Um, but it doesn't. It's not in a lot of appearances of stuff. Okay. Interesting. Uh, apparently it's in hut space, so it's with a lot of huts over there. Nice. So potentially near Tatooine. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so then we get back to Plo and Ahsoka, who you know are just so happen to be in the bar where Castus was calling to. He had a friend over there, and you literally hear the guy say, "A buddy of mine was just murdered." When Ahsoka's trying to listen in on people, <laughs> um, which I thought that was a pretty clever way of showing the Force. I thought it was interesting oh, yeah. the different ways they showed the Force, which typically don't happen in the films, but they are ways that we've seen throughout video games and stuff for decades now, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool to see the different dynamics of the ways they do show the force in the series. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So then we get, you know, uh, what, uh, Plo at some point has to pull out the lightsaber. Right. And this bad guy or bounty hunter saying that he thinks he could, that they could take him. Take him. <laughs> I love this line by Plo where he says, would you like to try that theory? Like, yep. was so awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, a ship is arriving and they think it's Mace. So this is on, um, uh, this is on Hondo's planet. This is when Plo and Ahsoka are arriving, but the, you know, the bad guys think it's going to be Mace like that. Mace is tracking them. Hondo says he will not help, but he also will not hinder uh, the bounty hunters, right? Um, so do what you need to do. Leave me out of it, pretty much, is how Hondo operates. And uh, Plo and Ahsoka arrive, and I love that Hondo welcomes them. Uh, Plo suspects it's a trap, and he's like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I really yeah. like that. <laughs> and uh, Plo sits down with Aura saying, Boba complains saying he wanted Mace. And uh, you know, no one, you know, Plo says no one will be harmed if you come quietly. And uh they get into this fight. Um, this is where you know Ahsoka jumps, you know, and, and puts the lightsaber at Orisane's yep, right neck, which is all reckless. Yeah, right. It was, it was a very Anakin move. Yes. Yeah. And uh and I was also curious, just it kind of stood out to me because it seemed like Plo Koon had this idea of how the plan was going to go. And it did and not go that way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seemed like that caught him a little off guard. He was like, oh, oh yeah. Well, he had just told her about being like necessarily what I asked you to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. He had just told her right before and that, he had like, to hey. start improvising. Yeah. Yeah. Like right before he went to sit down, he's like, all right, dude, like you gotta chill, it chill out. out. <laughs> He's like, you're acting too much like Anakin, but yeah. <laughs> and Aura one, leaves, one ear out the other. Aura leaves Boba behind, and that upsets Boba. And Tondo actually talks sense Big into time. Boba, you know, say, Hey, tell her where the hostages are. Um, you know, Hondo has a code, he's not going to. He actually befriends uh some of the Jedi at points. He does, um, yeah. yeah. I noticed that, yeah. Uh, and Ahsoka is chasing Aura Singh. And uh, when Plo gets the coordinates, he sends them to Ahsoka. What 
they realized Aura was doing was pulling them away from the hostages. You know, she was leading the opposite way. Um, and uh, smart then, move. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> Aura <laughs> takes off in the Slave One, which crashes, by the way, because they chop off the uh, one of the wings. Wing? Like, yeah. I put. I was like, Boa needs some repairs. Like, I was she's like, got man. a lot. Yeah, when's that happen? That's like half. half of the shit gone. Yeah, yeah. The helmet's blown. Chip is blown in half. Like, man, Boa needs some cash. <laughs> Start playing Pazak. You know, we got yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Plo and Ahsoka come back to Coruscant. They have Boba in chains. Uh, he, I love what he says here. He says he knows he's done terrible things, but that Mace started it. Yeah, that was very interesting. He's not willing to let this go yet. He and he's also not willing to admit that his dad started it potentially. It's right, right. Mace. He won't admit that his dad potentially could have been in the wrong whatsoever. Exactly. He's, yeah. Definitely an interesting note there. Yeah. And then we get uh that's the end of that episode and that's the only full arc we get and then we have like two episodes that we just kind of yeah. see boba in between and yeah which i love those episodes so yeah i yeah i'm excited yeah, so to we, talk had, about we, them, we, but... we had season four episode 15 deception and i love you know when they do these new re- newsreel um we get do this... you like that is that i'm assuming you're thinking what i'm thinking the intro beginnings yes. is the, the recap essentially yeah voiced by tom kane yeah yeah honestly jordan i don't like them that much really yeah so i'm curious what you have to say about it so I touch on it a bunch but i'm pretty sure the my reason, personal taste the reason that they do them is uh it's a recap i get it's it. a it's a recap but also sometimes it, it is a crawl without having to put a crawl up yep if which the kids can't read anyway yeah. Uh, anytime I go with like my nephews or whatever, when we went to see Star Wars, or you know, I would. Have it's to a waste of time. Having, You'll have watching to them at home. Have to read it to them. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So what I like about this, even if they could, they wouldn't understand what half the words say. Probably. Right. Yeah, right. So what I like about yeah. this is it sets it up. It also sounds very news casting radio esque, especially with Tom Kane's voice. Very um, old school news esque, like a radio yeah. news. You know? Yeah, 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 like a '30s, like a yeah. '30s broadcast. With exactly, who has that almost Atlantic accent? You know what I'm talking yep. about? Where I do Atlantic accent, accent or yeah. whatever, where it sounds very like, "Hey, see, yeah. listen, see, hey, uh, last time on Star yeah. Wars Awakens." Exactly that whatever, You know, yeah, like that, that same voice. type of stuff. Yeah, and I think it fits with. Star Wars to do a quick crawl this I meant way. I to say The Pod Awakens, but... Yeah, Star thing. Wars Awakens. I tried. <laughs> Star Wars Awakens. Um, <laughs> but I think it fits I this. And, and I think what I like about it, too, is, like I said, so you don't have to read it to your kid. The, the, the voice sounds very old school. But with how George originally did um, Star Wars with the opening crawl was based off of the Flash Gordon stuff from, like, the 30s and 40s. So it feels uh, to me like... That it's very in that homage yeah. almost. Yeah. 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 And Tom Kane, I like his voice, but, uh, you know, unfortunately he just had a stroke and actually he can't talk anymore. And wow. Just really? this last year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's. He some voices some characters news, in. So. Knights of the Old Republic as well. And uh, I'm not sure if he'll be in the remake unless they use his old. 
his old club. So what characters, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I, I know, know it's off. Topic, I know there was one while I was playing my, my playthrough. One guess it would be TM whatever it is eighty four. You know the the robot that hates humans. HK forty seven. HK forty seven. That's it. Or some is that so? Maybe. Yeah, because he's also in my um, he's in my Star Wars Galaxy game that I'm trying to get all the heroes for. Okay, so I feel he, like it would be that character. I know he voiced somebody that as I was walking by him on um, Terrace, I was like, you distinctly noticed it. Was I was him? like, this is Tom Kane. It's got wow. Be so he voices Vandar Toker, the Yoda species guy. Okay. I remember who Vandar is. It's the Jedi Master on um, yeah. Dantooine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He voiced Uthar Wynn, who is the Sith Master and the Headmaster of the Sith Academy on Korriban. Okay. I I genuinely kind of... Generally? That's what I meant to say. Generally remember what you mean by that. He voices a, lot a few other people on. that... Okay. Niklos... This is the guy I think I heard. Is he a bounty hunter? Or, uh, he is in the Upper City Cantina on Terrace. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The unofficial champion of the Pazak Circuit. Yes, yes, I remember this. You have to do the battle thing against that character. There's uh, like a a battle mode or something where it's like a one-on-one shootout, whatever, and you have to go up against that character. Oh, I know where I heard him, and this is you, it. Okay, right? right? Not them. Not there, because I haven't been to the Upper City Cantina yet. Mm, okay. Then but it was, was Marl, a human male, lives as a duelist on Planet Terrace. Uh, he's in the room with the hut that you get all the stuff from. Like the, the you know, that's in the... Okay, um, on Taurus. Yeah, yes. okay. The hut on Taurus. Okay, yes. he's near him? Something yeah. like that? Okay. He's got like old he's an old guy with gray hair. Um uh, and I think okay. I I think I sat and talked to him one time this last like last week and I was like, that's Tom King. Because it almost sounded like this intro voice guy. Um interesting. Yeah. I'm glad that they used him then. <laughs> that's a very uh I don't know what to exactly call it. Just um it's dedication, kind of commitment, and uh, I don't know. It, it's nice when you see people get used from old things into new things. They keep them around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's what been I'm saying. A lot of Consistency, whatever the hell I'm trying to he, say. He did but, voices on like the X-wing games, the Phantom Menace game. Like, wow, really? Yeah, the PS1 pa- Phantom battles, Menace game. Yeah, Power right? Battles. Wow. Too. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, we played those like all the time. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we've yeah, probably he heard this guy's voice a lot. <laughs> yeah. Never actually, in... Uh, wow. What's the other one? Um, uh, why can't I think of it? It's it's the one that feature, uh, features Kyle uh, Katarn big time. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, you um, know what I'm talking about? Jedi right? Night Jedi Academy? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, he voiced Boba Fett in that. That's really? Cool. Yeah. In the first or second? Yeah, the you saw my one. face. Okay. The first one. Okay, I only played the second one, so I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember Boba Fett in that game. But He okay. voiced Yoda in The Force Unleashed, too. Really? 
Yeah. Man. In the second force. He's Omega. gotten around from a lot of characters. Like He voices Yoda, apparently, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, in the Clone Wars cartoon. That's pretty impressive. Wow, yeah. He voices a whole bunch of people. Yeah, anyway. That lineup. Well, yeah. I mean, let's not just cut him short. I mean, that's pretty impressive. We have to admit. Yeah, no, unfortunately. Consistency in, yeah, that's a really huge bummer. Let's yeah. send some prayers his way, you know, something. Because that's yeah. yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Um, So we have uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka. What I was going to say with this opening newsreel, there's a shot of the Jedi Council in this. And this one that I thought looked really great. Like, it was very moody, like dark. Um I don't know, like their faces all looked sullen. Like it was just a really cool I shot. I really of thought them so all. too. I thought that the entire, like, uh, two episodes in general that we watched from season four were very dark and yeah. atmospheric almost, you know? Yeah. It definitely gave me some spoopy vibes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had uh, Obi Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka open up this episode. The Jedi Council called a meeting. But then a sniper fires at the Jedi. Obi-Wan and Anakin chase the shooter. And then Obi-Wan goes as bait and gets shot. Anakin chases. The sniper gets away. And kind of the end part to this where you're supposed to be really shocked is Obi-Wan is dead. Dead! Yeah, so I found this entire sequence to be a little odd. And just, Mm -hmm. it felt out of place in my opinion. But, uh... I like the fact that they spin it on your head mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, Oh yeah. You think he's dead or <laughs> yeah. right. You, right. You expect one thing, something else happens and it's even cooler than it was originally kind of conceived where he ends up switching bodies and voices and all and going undercover. I thought that was really cool. But I do think it was odd how we had to go and get him shot and have everyone kind of believe he was dead to pull this off. Uh, it seemed like a little too contrived. Yeah. For something that could be so simple or, you know, like all he has to really do is go undercover as the other guy. He doesn't have to be dead himself to do I that. Think, I think what they wanted was... Uh... I think the thought process behind it from the Jedi and from the people writing the episode is when he gets into prison to get the job with Racco Hardeen, or is that no, he's he's uh, yeah, no, he is Racco Hardeen. I mean, who was yeah, the other one no, I'm talking about? Trying to get the um, job with the... Eval, Moralo Eval. I don't know the um, character's name, the lizard looking yeah. guy, right? Yeah, and to get him is like, oh, this guy killed a Jedi, so mm-hmm. he's real tough and. Uh, okay you know what i'm saying point. and he had to get yeah, i get what you're saying there had now. to be something to get him into jail like you know if he had killed just been like a murderer for something else i don't know if he gets the attention that they're looking that he would have yeah which they were looking for oh yeah this guy's like as good as the biggest bounty hunters around or you know right. yeah um, good point i see what you mean now yeah that's a good point we get Obi-Wan's funeral. Anakin looks real pissed. He's like almost about to kill all the kids <laughs> in, know, the, right? in the Jedi Council. That's how upset he looks. 
the freaking younglings they were about to go i mean damn. i was like again probably i know that anakin is the one that sells it with his reaction but probably another reason why you're leading this guy down the dark side here. also probably another reason why anyone will take one look at you and be like yeah maybe you shouldn't be a master maybe. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, oh interesting for sure yeah like this is probably a guy you don't even want to like eat his food like you know in, in if he brought his lunch to work i was gonna say if you're in jail with anakin and you take a tater tot or something he's gonna cut your hand off or he leaves <laughs> his lunch in the fridge with a note on it saying it's his and you eat it anyway you're done it says done. like jake's dinner yeah we get <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah jake jake lloyd yeah <laughs> yeah we get Quintina scene that's here. what i call pod racing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get a cantina. The sniper Sorry, Jay, appears. If you're out there, but gets a drink and he says, "I'm celebrating a death of a Jedi. Obi Wan Kenobi is dead." And uh, Yoda and Mace. We cut to them talking about their plan. And they're like, "Yeah, we always hated Obi Wan." <laughs> I love the way Yoda says this because it makes you think like, "What they're being evil?" He's like, "Like, did we have to ki- like we had to kill a Jedi?" <laughs> like it sounded so funny, and it sounded like. <laughs> It genuinely happened. Like yeah, Obi Wan yeah. is dead. <laughs> like, had to do it. Yep. Had to do it. Um, but we freaking hated Obi Wan. <laughs> Obi Wan asks how his funeral was. Uh, Anakin reacts. I like that part. I thought that was. Yeah. I don't want to say clever because I feel like that's giving them a little too much credit when it's kind of in your face what's yeah, gonna yeah. happen but yeah i thought it was you know a uh, clever little line that they at least had him be self-aware of oh yeah how was my funeral <laughs> right you know what it cool. reminded me of really reminded me of uh you were right about one thing master the negotiations were short, More short. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. delivery of it sounded yeah. very similar to yeah, that i was like how was my uh, funeral <laughs> right yeah, just very snarky almost and sarcastic. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so he's going to get a shave. Wait, he looks really weird with a bald head. And he no does. Hair. I mean, I don't know if they should have changed the animation to look a bit more like Ewan McGregor or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, just at least for the bald segment. I was pretty turned off by that as well, I guess. That was the best. opposite. I was really challenged. Oh, yeah. You uh, like, oh, bald <laughs> Obi-Wan. Yes, please. Uh, and then they like inject him with something. Obi-Wan's face changes. Morphs, and he looks like yeah. the sniper in the cantina. And now the plan is a, coming a little clearer. Um, Which the I real was yeah. a little odd if i could just comment yeah. on that real quick we've never seen this form of uh chemicals whatever it kind of is called i don't know the exact title they gave it for this mm-hmm. but we've never seen this uh morphing sort of uh formula before in star wars it really reminded me of harry potter with yeah, the juice yes yes it really reminded me of that segment uh, that's kind of as far as i'll comment on it but <laughs> yeah it's like an injection or something it was weird it was on right yeah um, but really i mean i guess this I is such an it. advanced and... uh yeah i guess it's such advanced technology that they would have this uh maybe they took changeling dna right and they were able to make it into something i like that and that there also kind of ties back to yeah. last episode there we go yeah. okay 
So we have a changeling potion. <laughs> and then you get like this weird voice emulator. He has to swallow a robotic Which spider. I thought was very odd. And what it did remind me of, which I'm glad we kind of brought it up towards the beginning of the episode, is those spider-like creatures that are crawling on the ships in part three. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Asteroids, it's yeah. very yeah reminiscent of those. So I don't know. Perhaps it started with this uh, sound spider thing and now yeah. it turned into bunch of words. i don't know uh just a theory but we haven't seen them before and we haven't seen them since so buzz droids they must have came around somewhere and only yeah, other they, reminiscent thing i've seen they beat up i don't know if beat up they, they tie up the the real sniper everyone's gonna pose as him mace gets his the guy to say some of his stuff in a voice so that way they can put it in the emulator Yep. Uh, we get to see uh, <laughs> Anakin entering the cantina again. Pissed, I said you get to see some of his dark side look here. Absolutely, yeah. Obi Wan gets captured as the sniper by Anakin, which is a nice, really funny bit. Uh, yeah, a bit buddy copish once again. You know, yeah. kind of like, well, I'm uh, undercover, you idiot. Like, yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, and I think he even throws like a jab at him about. Something. He does, yeah. He definitely uh, throws something. <laughs> yeah, it's subtle, but it was good. Yeah, I can't. Obi Wan specifically, but then in prison, uh, he stabs a, the shark guy in the hand, and uh, with this a is, fork. With a fork, plastic yeah. fork. That's great. I loved it. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, what Morallo Eval, who is apparently making a plot against the chancellor uh he's buddy buddies with dooku or something and that's why they're getting close to Your this focus guy is off jordan just so you know oh is it yeah oh yeah yeah you have to yep there you go cool there we go uh so obi-wan is then like gonna become the cellmate of of this guy and then uh also in that cellmate is cad bane one of the legendary Clone characters yeah. and bounty hunters is Cad Bane. Uh, he's reappeared in Bad Batch recently. Was this his first appearance on the show? No, no. They I personally don't know. Okay. They knew who Cad was at this time because I think Obi Wan even mentions it. Let me see what his first appearance was. I was going to say because I instantly saw him and knew who it was because mm-hmm. I've just known enough about Clone Wars in general and the lore around it. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't sure if this was his first appearance because I thought it would be a good introduction to his character considering they kind of start him off as a actual bad, bad guy. Like he's in jail and he definitely comes across towards Obi-Wan's character as a threat at times. So So his first appearance is actually, hold on. Did this say it right? It looks like it's oh first appearance is hostage crisis, which was season one episode twenty two. Okay, so towards probably one of the last episodes of that season. So then he goes from there to season two episode one one. Okay, he appears in that one, and actually I think this one takes place. So one of the things, yeah, yeah. So 
<laughs> one of the confusing things about the way Clone Wars was originally made is yeah. that they would just make them in almost like any order for season one. Mm-hmm. And then season two kind of becomes more serialized. But some of those season two episodes take place before season one. And if you don't have like a chronological guide that you're looking at, you can get real lost. Is what? And sure. so season two, episode one takes place before the season one finale where he first appears. So this is his first. So essentially, chronologically, that would be his first appearance. Yes. And you know who wrote this one. episode called Holocron Heist? George Lucas. Paul oh. Dini. Really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love Paul. <laughs> And you know what's great is I've seen him doing so much work lately, especially in the animated yeah. genres. I'm just so happy that he's getting so much work after Batman the Animated Series and all the work that he's done for Batman. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a great writer. He and that three, doesn't surprise me at all. That, he wrote yeah. he wrote three Clone Wars episodes. And he wrote a short story in a star wars book called star wars from a certain point of view which released in 2017 i own it nice and he actually used to write some of the ewoks and droids episodes those cartoons really that old yes. yeah, i remember those interesting yes yeah so he's hey, been around he's doing work <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. he's done a lot of uh, that's pretty cool that's a lot of star wars stuff he's done yeah uh but yeah cad bane slide Cad Bane being a huge uh, figure. There's rumors of him appearing in Book of Boba Fett. I don't know how true they are. Um, and also, I'm not cool necessarily sure how they do it. Obviously, it would be like practical effects, I would hope. Yeah, they um, have du- they have other Duros. Masks. Yeah, I've, I've seen them throughout the films. I believe one very notable one is the Cantina on Tatooine in Part 4, or New Hope. I believe there's sure one right. there. Yeah. yeah. It's like in the shadows, he's drinking a drink or something with, uh, I don't know what species it is. I think it's the little furry one with the ears. It kind of looks like a big bat, but yeah. 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 I believe that's the scene. Yeah. He I appears could... in a new hope. Not, not yeah. cad, but yeah. But say, the species. Uh, a yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that would be, uh, that'd be great to see. Um, if they could, um, that would be cool. Yeah. But, uh, Obi-Wan is now in prison. Like we said, he, he was, the meeting didn't go well between Cad Bane and Obi-Wan that, uh, Marvalo like sends Obi-Wan away. He's like, never mind, get out of here. You're gone. Yeah. Which I thought really was, later, you know, no, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it went that bad, but, yeah. uh, apparently so. Well, in prison, I guess you need to get straight to the point. I don't know. Yeah. Obi-Wan like, transmits to Mason Yoda from I love that he like goes and like does like fake push-ups and he's like, oh stretching, stretching. Here it is. All right. Yeah. Now I'm just gonna sit here and talk, and anybody can see what I'm doing right now while I'm sitting here talking for five minutes with you. <laughs> it was interesting, right? All yeah. of a sudden, uh just yeah, I'll do my whole little training montage and then nobody will pay attention for the next 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> interesting. But all right. Um Boba Fett comes over to Obi-Wan and he says that he stole a bounty from him. Bosk interferes at a point here. So we get to see more Bosk and it leads Which to I this love. convict fight that ends up being a diversion for Cad Bane and uh, nope. Marvalo Eval to escape. to escape. And Obi-Wan follows. And the plan is to go through the morgue 
and the pods that they are going to get sent down for cremation. Which it works. I mean, I until they see vital you know. signs and pop it back open. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Especially, uh, <laughs> could you imagine? There's just a button. Like they send it off, and right. then they still have like all of the IVs or whatever <laughs> yeah, on yeah. screen, and they're like, "Wait a minute, Did we just let's just open the pod." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's double check that. And uh... Uh, what I thought was funny too here is that you know. Cad Bane's plan relied on them not changing the lock pretty much. Yep. And uh, Obi-Wan is able to do it by the force. You know, he's just able to like flip it that way. I thought that was a cool force power that you don't like, it makes sense that they should be able to do that. Like, Which, like I said, it was interesting to see the different forms of the force actually used in this. They yeah. don't use all of them all the time and it was cool to see uh the force hearing which was used in a previous episode that yeah. we were talking about and then the force I guess open the door which we've seen that in a few of the films but we've seen them open the door but not like unlock exactly it. Yeah. not where it's a locked door most of the time with that situation we have Qui-Gon kind of opening the door with his lightsaber true yeah he's like no this is the only way to do it this is it obi-wan but no it seems like obi-wan figured it out through the years but (laughs) he's like well that was a waste of time i could have done this yeah oh qui-gon you old shepherd (laughs) (laughs) so they run outside they get into a ship after the cremation part failed they just had to bolt out a different way and that was the end of the episode as cad punches obi-wan in in the ship i thought that was such a sudden ending i wasn't yeah really ready for it but i was glad that obviously we have more to come <laughs> yeah I was like, there right, was, well at least i just have to sit here and wait through the credits but there uh, was a there was a four part this was a four part storyline and we only really watched the the first one of it because then the next part with the the next boba episode we watched has nothing to do with this but yeah yeah okay um so then we get this season four, episode 20, Bounty, uh, which is Asajj Ventress. Uh, we pick up after she attempted to kill Dooku, and then we're on Tatooine. She's walking through, and she goes into a cantina, and she ends up uh, killing somebody that's bothering her, and we see Bosk, um, and he's going to take Asajj to the, her his boss. Which I've said this a few times, but I just always love these cantina scenes mm-hmm. in the show. I, they're always very unique. I feel like it does give you a sense that it's different cantinas and stuff like that. And um, I love me some Bosk. So yeah, what a great this one. Comment. This one's Moss Eisley's though. I think I'm pretty sure this one. Yeah, is. it looked very similar yeah. to the Tatooine original cantina which was great. So yeah, I just love how like the guy's like what hitting on her and he, she just turns on the lightsaber (laughs) and kills him. (laughs) Yep. And obviously nobody bats an eye really. Yeah. As it typically is in the cantina. They're just like, Oh, yep. Well, he was up to no good, I guess. Or, (laughs) you know, with how rare like Jedi are and like Sith are that like a lightsaber doesn't face these people. They're like, Oh, yeah. Oh, give me another one. Maybe this, this is why it doesn't phase them in episode four, though. It they're doesn't. Like, oh, yeah. this, when we, they just, we chop just saw off this. the one guy's arm and all, they're like, yeah. Psh, geez, grow up, guys. 
This is um, like 20 years ago. <laughs> so she's drinking. She's like drowning her sorrows. We get Bosk. Yep. Dengar is there. His Bosk is taking her to her boss. And she says, this is your boss? And we see it's Boba. So now Boba is now the boss of Bosk. Oh, that's tough to say. The boss of Bosk is Boba. <laughs> the boss of Bosk is, is Boba. Boba. Boba is the boss of Bosk. Boba's the boss of Bosk. <laughs> there you go. A nice old... The BBB. Uh, she, sells, she sells by the sea shores. <laughs> yeah. um, Asajj does not want to take orders, especially from a kid. Um, yep. But they go on this mission anyway because she owes them because she the person she killed was one of the crew. And they need six people. That's, a, that's what they kept saying. Um, I'm not sure why six, really. They could have probably done it with... More yeah, or I less. I don't, don't know. really get that either. It's not like there's a minimum amount of like rooms or something. <laughs> or like the mean? guy, like, the guy with the tram is like, really, we were looking for a crew of six. I'm sorry, we can't. Yeah, take we can't do this. Uh, if you could return the ship, please, to us. Uh, you yeah, need a six member team, please. <laughs> yeah. So their mission is to protect a tram that's holding special cargo. The guy won't tell him what it is, but it's for his boss. Which that's always a nice MacGuffin. It's like, yeah. what is the cargo? What's in the box? You know? Yeah, seven. Yeah. Very seven-esque there. Yes, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> um, the, scene, uh, the scene with the tubes I thought was really cool. Like the when they're going down these... It tubes. was pretty cool. And I thought it was a cool shot how it kind of like went left to right to like seeing them all step on it and then like boom, like sliding down. down. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty cool. I'll admit that. Uh they mentioned that a group of marauders are trying to get the uh the cargo, which is why they need these uh protection six people and protection. the bounty hunters, yeah. So essentially it is uh evil versus evil in this scenario. Yeah, it's not like Jedi are trying to come get this. It is potentially as far as yeah, as far as they know at this point, it's evil with evil. But we'll learn that that's not really uh, exactly. But, but yeah, they arrive on the planet surface. You know, they're told, "Do not even open the box. Do not look inside the box." Um, what am I golfing? <laughs> there's a moment where you get them all on the train, and this was my favorite shot out of the four episodes or five episodes we watched. How it starts at like the front car. And goes through the whole car, and you just see them like doing their thing. Like it was so cool. It is some awesome animation, isn't it? And they're yeah. all just like hanging out, kind of. It's one of the few times you kind of just get to see the characters in their element, you know? Yeah. Um, we get Asajj and Dengar in the back, which is interesting. And uh, Marauders are going to get pretty quickly. They come in with it looks like vibro blades. Dengar falls off. Um, and Boba's going to go check on the cargo. Uh, I, this is real quick stuff I'm writing down here, but Boss gets pushed That's out fun. at a point here because they start f dropping like flies. Yeah. Um, the droid and the redhead Which, are out too. Like they're out quick. If I know. can say, I thought it was a bit uh, just, I don't know if I want to say odd, but disappointing that they didn't put up more of a fight or something. Like I expected yeah. this to kind of be a bigger showdown than it, turned out to be but mm, boba's crew not very impressive <laughs> yeah yeah they're not the legendary crew that they'll be that they Empire became yet. exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but we get you know this guy who uh i guess is right this was the guy who 
um, hired them at one point says over yep. my dead body, and then he just gets like killed. <laughs> it I can make so that terrible. happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Famous last words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over my dead body, and the guy's just like, boom, done. <laughs> yep. Um, Classic. Bo- we get Boba versus the leader of the uh, Marauders, and then the chest falls open, and out comes a person. And we learn that the leader is trying to save his sister. This is a young girl who, as we'll learn, is going to be sold into uh, marriage. Um, into, like, whoever the head Similar guy is. to Anakin's mother. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to try to put things into perspective or relate things to each other. Yeah. So Ventress enters. Uh, the leader of the Marauders, the brother of the girls, throws a smoke bomb. He lays down on one of the seats and does a sneak attack here. Um, she uses the force, gets him pretty quickly, and Boba wakes up from being knocked out, and he's just like, tie them down and let's finish the job. And I thought this was interesting. I thought maybe he was going to show a little bit more of an issue. He was really shocked. A bit of sympathy or something? Yeah. Or, yeah. But I think he shook it off. I think he just kind of uh, Yeah, it, it seemed like he was just like, well, let's get back to what we were doing. Right. You know? Bosk yeah. needs to pay we for his yacht. For job. I need to... You know, Bosk is in money trouble. I, I need to get him his cash. <laughs> yep. Well, not only that, but then it's like, let's remember that Mace killed my dad. And, right. And, yeah. I think he just started cycling through all of his actual problems and was like, this is the one episode where we don't, I think get any mention of his mace or any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is interesting. It kind of goes to show that perhaps he starts to grow out of that and he slowly over time, you know, gets over it and just wants to become the bounty hunter that we end up knowing him today you know uh the girl says she never asked for this to be ripped away from her family uh she says you know you would have no idea to ventress and she does you know she was taken from her family young just like any jedi or sith or force wielder typically are um ventress says she wants half now because uh it's only her and boba at this point (laughs) which is a smart move but not um, uh, <laughs> not one that Boba might agree with. So yeah, and Boba tries to like say no way, and she like starts force choking him. Yeah, he's like, you would know, I have no idea who you're talking to. Yep, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. But when they arrive at the drop point, I thought you know that you know the president or whoever it is of this mining colony, whatever they're doing there, I don't know. Once his bride, this is where we find out that, the, you know, this is going to be his bride. And Ventress is able to say, no, no, you give me the credits first, then I'll give you this thing, which is rookie mistake number one here for the for the bad, for for the bad guys. Yeah. No, for her, it was fine, right? I mean, like, she... Well, okay, I guess I get what you're saying is they give her the credits. Yes. So technically, she can just steal them. Oh yeah, she leaves you. right yeah, without. I, I get what you're saying. Them even yeah. checking. It's supposed to be like, no, no. You open the crate, and I'll give you this, right? Like that way. Or oh, yeah, like some really sort of her. fair handoff. Yeah. 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 At first, I thought you would set it backwards, where she <laughs> was the one getting duped, but no, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rookie mistake for the for the bad guys for not those for, guys. Yeah, not yeah. for Ventress. 
Um, they, uh, she then takes off and they don't check it till <laughs> then. And this is where we see is Bova in the crate. Um, then she takes the girl home to her family and is able Which, to say, can I just say, yeah. it wasn't necessarily the worst trade off. I mean, you still got Boba. They don't necessarily know it, but, uh, he is one of the best like fighters and, uh, <laughs> accurate shots in the whole galaxy just throwing it out there i mean <laughs> yeah yeah uh but they, they won't keep ma- him like a yeah, yeah i don't but think I'm, he wanted I'm him just as saying. a bride yeah, <laughs> yeah. um you, you could find use for this kid <laughs> <laughs> she wants uh so she drops him off with the family she wants a prize for bringing the girl home kind of slimy gets the credits but actually it turns out she's not that slimy right she gets credits from both sides she yep. says she already took her cut, which I don't think she does. I think she just takes the part that the family gave her. Or maybe she does take a six of that, too, and she gets even more, which is fine, I think. Um, At least she left it to the point where the character didn't get kidnapped and yeah. put into wedlock, whatever, you know? like yeah. She gets money from that. She gets money from the original deal that she took. She gets back to the ship gives the money to the gang. She gives them their cut. She says she's not a part of any team. And she even says, make sure Boba gets his cut. Like it pretty Which interesting. It, it really did seem like, uh, the character in, Oh, what is it? I guess last Jedi. Is that the character I'm thinking of where, uh, he betrays them. Yeah. On the gambling planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It really reminded me of that character where they definitely are in a very gray area. Yeah, Benicio Del Toro, yeah. Yes. And that's kind of how I picture bounty hunters are in a very gray area. They'll take advantage of everything that they can, and once, you know, their uh, payment or time is up, then they're done. See you later. And that was pretty much how that character went, you know? so. But I think also this helps maybe teach Boba a lesson too. I think yeah, he wasn't ready for this. And I also think with her giving him his cut and stuff, showing that, Hey, there's still a code to this, right? Yeah. Like you I'm did your gonna... job and right. I'll reward you for you doing your job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this is a turn yeah. for massage because she was Dooku's like apprentice. She resents, you know, I think Dooku as well for taking her away from her family for so long. And, you know, probably resents the clones a little bit as well, and that whole kind of concept of the war. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, even though she doesn't necessarily know that Bob is a clone or anything like that, it's interesting to see how she treats him like a normal person, mm-hmm. you know, like. Uh, you know, she doesn't treat him like a clone. She treats him like a individual that does need the money and all of that. You know, it's not like she just treats him like a warrior or something like the Jedi would or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, one thing that's interesting to continue the storyline, there is a part that continues it in not any of the cartoons or whatever, but when the Clone Wars was canceled, they took uh, an arc that they were going to continue with Boba and Asajj Ventures and made it a book. Um, so cool. I, I did read the book. It's called Dark Disciple. It also has Quinlan Voss, a Jedi. In mm, it. I know Voss. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
So there is a part where, uh, you know, Boba's running a, a crime syndicate of bounty hunters, uh, and uh, Ventress. Um, so Boba's approached by approached by Quinlan Voss. Um, Voss was trying to hunt down the uh, <clears throat> hunt down a uh, Asajj Ventress because he wanted to partner with her to try to help take down Count Dooku. Um, and, uh, there was a Boba points her, uh, points Voss into the right direction there, but, um, that's pretty much all of his appearance in it. He's not, he's not super in yeah, it. Yeah. It's a not lot. huge. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Honestly, though, you kind he, of want to keep those roles to a minimum. Um, he does join Ventress on a mission to rescue Quinlan Voss at a point. Um, Dooku defeats Fett and his fellow bounty hunters and uh, Ventress attempt to save Quinlan Voss was a failure, but um, Boba and his crew retreat. So that was going to be originally in the cartoon, but it, that uh, actually would have been great in the cartoon. (laughs) Oh yeah. It would have. Yeah. That would have been awesome. And actually uh, that whole Quinlan Voss uh, 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 storyline with Asajj Ventress were, was very interesting. They like fell in love with each other. It was really interesting. I think it could have been, uh, I mean, I read the book so long ago now, but yeah. it was... Uh, could have definitely been like a two or three parter from the sound of it. Probably was. Yeah, probably together. maybe yeah. like three or four parts, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on in that. Because like Quinlan Voss fell to the dark side at one point in that and then came back to the light side because of Asajj. Like, it was it was an interesting storyline. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that is Boba's journey through the Clone Wars. So the next time that we're going to yeah. see him is in empire strikes back which is an interesting or technically a new hope for a scene in the special edition but we'll talk about that with empire yeah which uh it's definitely an interesting transition even though they fleshed him out enough kind of in clone wars it definitely gave you the little things that we wanted Let's see baby Boba going from, instead of baby Yoda, uh, good one, baby Boba going <laughs> uh, to the Boba Fett that we end up seeing in Empire. I, I think I can think see. there's enough. Yeah. yeah, I think there's enough there to support the character arc, but I don't know if it's everything we want, which is why I personally am excited for book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. You know? Yeah. I think the groundwork's there. Like he is running this. When we last see him in this episode, he's running the crime syndicate on Tatooine, which means he probably is easily picked up by Jang, uh, by uh, Jabba to say, Hey, why don't you work for me? Yep. Um, and kind of get, then we kind of get into that, uh, you know, where he is, by the time we even get to five and six yeah for sure yeah stable um, job it's like you know it's like a stable job for him like okay i work for java and keep bringing in people that screwed him over and i keep getting paid i don't have to keep going to all these other people and all these other systems and stuff like that exactly definitely nice to have a single boss or you know guy that you can call boss (laughs) (laughs) like bosk yeah, uh, <laughs> it is nice to have a, at least one Bosk in your crew. <laughs> but yeah, but I yeah. thought it was uh, very interesting to see how 
Boba isn't necessarily a villain or an antagonist. Mm -hmm. Uh, You definitely get to see his character arc. It reminds me a lot of Anakin. Every time I was seeing what he was doing and all, it really reminded me of Anakin of just, he didn't necessarily want to become the evil that he does become, or uh, he he didn't want to do the things that he ends up doing, you know? But, um, it mostly is like family trauma and other people guiding him into these situations that leads him to becoming that way. You know? Yeah. I think they flesh his character out pretty well for at least only four or five episodes. If that, you know, I mean, it was pretty well done. Yeah. I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be in this one a lot more. Uh, When I looked up, how many do we have to watch? I was like, only five. Like that's pretty, and that is probably without mention of him. I'm sure there's at least an episode or two in there where they have to refer to his character, I would assume. I actually don't know. This this thing usually tells me if they were even mentioned. Because I know he's mentioned in Bad Batch as being the alpha clone. Um, like being the first clone. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I got you. Because they have a clone called Omega in that show too. So, do that Beta or Zeta? <laughs> Not so far that I know yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I don't know. Beta if Boba <laughs> mentioned uh, that much in. Oh, there is one in Assassin, which was before this Deception one, but it says he was in flashbacks. He wasn't like fully in it. Well, like I said, mentioning of yeah. his character. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably even another example somewhere hidden throughout the series where they're like, oh, yeah, Boba, especially if it's like some sort of thing to do with Mace. I feel like they'll probably bring it up. But yeah, and then we have. Yeah, so next up is um. Empire Strikes uh, right? Back, yeah. yeah, and we'll talk about uh, his one scene in 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 New the film Hope as well. <laughs> in New Hope, as yeah, he's got one scene in New Hope, and he's got yeah, maybe he's, what three or four. I mean, honestly, it is probably an accumulative like five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. not much. So yeah, it's about like two to three scenes, and one. I think mostly has to do with him just getting on the ship and taking off the slave. Yeah. Like pushing yeah. the, pushing the, yes, from cloud city. Yeah. yeah. So but he's in some of that background too, with when, you know, with that's the true. City stuff. That's true. He is in a few background shots. Like when they're putting him in the carbon, carbon, he's there. Yes. Like, he's, there. Know, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's what we'll be talking about next time. So if you wanted to follow along, make sure you watch empire strikes back for next week you can follow the podcast here on twitter at pod awakens facebook.com slash pod awakens or instagram at pod awakens and email us pod awakens at gmail.com and thanks again brandon for coming on to talk about the road to the book of boba fett oh yeah thank you so much jordan for having me it was a blast a light speed blast you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) a seismic charge yeah yeah there you go i like it i like it (laughs) well that wraps us up thanks for listening catch us next week for empire strikes back and we'll see you then 
I have spoken. It's over, Anakin!